Randy was Randy told some stories. Yeah. Oh, ben, Christian. I, ben, Christian, I was like, I feel like he and I had a lot in common. I, I was do. about to you say do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I don't even, this is what I love about it, is it's yeah. like, to me, I feel like CrossFit in a way is like church, it's community in a sense, like you see all these people, but then there's like so much more behind the people that you see, like oh my gosh, just yeah. on like Wattify or, you know, surface level. Um, and it's like, wow, man, it's, I don't know like what people do for a living, you know, if they're married all those things and suddenly you get into it so yeah i love it maybe for our one one year anniversary for the get body podcast we should have a uh a fight versus gulliver and christian we should have a reunion podcast with everybody with everybody who (laughs) 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 who's really the uh, best podcast (laughs) fight to the death don't tell christian but i think i could take him Whoa! And with that, guys, welcome into the Get Body Podcast. <laughs> this is your host, Sharkross, aka your boy Cher. And as always, my beautiful, lovely uh, Luda, Mustachio, and more Luda and Mustachio co hosts. We have Dr. Luke. Hi, everyone. I've never liked your spinach puffs. Spinach puffs? And then, um, it's a quote from a movie. everyone's favorite jungle kitty himself, David Dutton. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, we, we went have to that live. <laughs> How was that live, Justin? It's terrifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have Justin Gulliver on the podcast today. Thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, so public, <laughs> public service announcements. Uh, that was the most like. Normal. scripted normal <laughs> thing that you could possibly say yeah should we restart do no. you want a, do you want a new intro i don't have an intro <laughs> <laughs> i'm just here uh i've been so excited like for the past couple of days because uh you get to be on a podcast i'm excited like uh, even just to hang out you know so it's a horrible podcast i get something out of it because i get to hang out with you so well i appreciate it i've actually been wondering like why it's taken so long for me to like be on here oh yeah there you go. Go. that checks out that checks out <laughs> our people um, had a delay there was a communication error for our team it was so. lost in the fax machine <laughs> yeah yeah um the public service announcements is that um if you haven't already checked out um what it's called uh, perfect time podcast <laughs> you need to check it out it's a friend podcast we are that they are our friends we are not their friends but it's yet yet it's, I'm friends with Lindsay. Lindsay is Justin's wife. Yeah, my <laughs> wife has a podcast. <laughs> yes. Only made possible by you guys because you actually gave us all the details on how to get something sent. Oh, that's so right. Didn't you. I text yeah. you? Yeah. You <laughs> I you forgot said. about that. Yeah. You didn't know that you were fueling <laughs> the competition. So thank you. Sean. No, I think I think it's just like it's not that there's one pie and and it's a limited resources. It's that you know like you can actually make the pipe bigger kind of a concept, and you can actually you know synergy type of of, of theories. You know, I just feel like we're better together. You know, not share guests. Yeah, not a bomb. Man. Yeah. Um, so so, anyways, do you want to give it like a, a a two second commercial, or do we just tell people to go listen to it? I mean, the Perfect Time podcast on Apple and Spotify. My wife Lindsay, her friend Christy, just talk about mindset. So Boom. yeah, okay. The short episode that was fantastic. Right? shorter than ours. I'm uh, looking back through. They're my... getting longer. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, how long is her episodes? I think they were starting off like 20, 20 minute chats between themselves, but then if they have a guest, it might go a little bit longer. Mm. So yeah, I've always been an advocate of our podcasts going like two hours long, but that's just me. 
You know, I listened to a really good podcast. Um, and, and I say listen to, I was going to give you a day, but I've been listening to a couple of days. It's like four hours long. Yes. It's just, it's, it's I totally agree with that. But every single person I've talked to, they're like, yeah. your podcast is way is too long. Now, yeah. <laughs> is this now the podcast about podcasts? I know. I was about to say, can we <laughs> stop talking about podcasts? Okay. So posters, announcements, listen to that. Um, today is the, okay. So there's been some confusion about seasons here. So I, I think say that's that just you. because yeah, no, 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 no. Last time we ended a season, people yeah. stopped listening because they're like, cool, well, they're going to take a huge break. But in reality, we just made a new season and started the next uh, next week. And so they missed like the first three or four episodes. So we end the season now. This is the season finale. There's a bunch of great things happening tonight. But um, but yeah, then we're probably going to pick it up in two two or three weeks yeah here's the th- here's the difference between season one and season two we have an instagram so just check out our instagram we'll keep you posted bingo bingo all that stuff um okay and then uh i think the only other public service announcement worth making is that uh i think i'm low-key terrified of geese I went up to go like like film them, and the closer I got, the more terrified I got. But I don't think that's worth like diving deep into. So. I we'll we'll get there. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the you know, yeah, yeah. Pepe. Let's let's get to our guest because I'm excited to hear what Justin has to say tonight. What do I have to say? Justin, We're find out. <laughs> yes. We'll start like we do with everybody else. Let's start from the beginning. You're not from Ohio. That's correct. Where are you from? Born in Arizona, raised in North Carolina in a little town called Fuquay Verena. Little known fact, there's only two hyphenated cities in North Carolina, Winston-Salem and Fuquay Verena. You guys have heard of Winston-Salem. Question, where's the hyphen in Fuquay Verena? Fuquay hyphen Verena. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. I would have lost money on that one. Yeah. Because it's Farina, not Verena with a V. Okay. I would lost some money in that one too. Yeah. So it's like a small tobacco farm town like outside of Raleigh, for those that are curious. It's not so small anymore though. Really? Yeah. So like kind of more like am I like picturing country ish? Yeah. Okay. How many students you graduate high school with? Mm-hmm. I think like five hundred. It was a big high school because it was now there's like three or four high schools in that area. Oh, but wow. it, like it was kind of like growing right at that point so huh yeah grew up down there and then i moved up here after college okay so, yeah. what was your childhood like tell us about that <clears throat> let's see um all grew up in north carolina a uh, couple different areas single mom my parents got divorced when i was relatively young my parents had me my mom had me when she was 19 she had my brother when she was 18. So my parents were kind of like the young and dumb, you know, let's be wild, get married, and then doesn't really work. Um, but that's why we moved from Arizona to North Carolina. So Because of the divorce? Because of the divorce. Um, you know, my dad had some issues. My mom was like, peace out. And then we, you know, raised by a single mom with an older brother. My brother's 13 months older than I am. Uh and, you know, for the longest time, it really just seemed like, you know, our little tight-knit family. Mom worked a job, uh, actually at Hewlett Packard, so she didn't have a college degree. And then she, like, worked her way up from kind of being, like, a receptionist to, you know, more like kind of like a big-time job, you know, that you didn't really need, a, like, a degree. Um, 
And then, let's see. I don't want to throw my dad out completely. Like, we went to go see him every other weekend. Eventually, he um, kind of got cleaned up a little bit. And then we'd see him every other weekend. So that was like my childhood. Played sports, school, really close to my brother. And then, uh, you know, eventually, let's see, my mom took a long time, dated someone for a long time, and um, got remarried when I was in seventh grade to a guy named Chip. C H I P Chip, right? Yeah, Chip. Um, Thank you for spelling that, by the way. Just wanted to make sure I had to spell <laughs> or tell you where the hyphen was. <laughs> and keep right where that was the hyphen bit in Chip is dash arena, but it's not Fuquay Farina. No. <laughs> No. Okay. You should look it up. Keep going. You should keep going. I'm not. This is not. You should look it up and then tell me how you think it's pronounced because that's that seems to be a stumbling block for my right now. Okay. So you're seventh grade. Seventh grade. Chip comes officially into the pick. Chip comes into the pick. How'd you feel about that? <laughs> Chip in the pick. Uh good. You know, I I feel like for being a kid from like a divorced family, um, and then having like a step step parent, uh it was all good. Like it wasn't like a, I mean, he, I feel like he knew his role, knew, knew to like stay in his lane. Um, you know, mm. very patient dude. And my mom was also like, and she's a badass. Like she would, you know, be the, be the dad in the family and the mom for so long. I mean, trying to wrangle two boys that are 13 months apart was probably not very mm. easy. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. And you said you and your brother were close. We're close. Yeah. I actually just saw him this past weekend. Um, yeah, 13 months apart, but we were like two grades apart. So I think we were talking about that earlier. Like yeah. I was probably like on the older end of my grade and he was on the younger end of his grade. So we fortunately got to like be on the same football team you know, through like, you know, elementary school and then, um, some years, you know, wrestling and playing football together in high school. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Are your, are your mom and Chip still together? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Chip. Papa Chip. I know, you, I know you're listening. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, then I'll see my, my dad. My dad got married uh, and divorced a few more times after that. So he's still like hanging out in the picture down yeah. in North Carolina. Um, and he and I are actually, you know, relatively close uh, despite there being like the whole divorce thing. But um, yeah, he and I... Uh, Luke probably knows this, but like, yeah, my dad's, my dad's been in like a rough spot, like the past, past year or so. So like, he's kind of fallen back into like some old, old patterns. He's like in a, a rehab right now. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I think about that and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much to say about that or like what not to say about it, but yeah, uh, that's up to you. Yeah. So whatever you feel we share. Do you, do you feel like with some of the stuff your dad went through, that it sounds like kind of caused the divorce in your family. Um, is that something that you're kind of aware of now that you're like a dad and an adult? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, my dad has like, you know, substance abuse issues, but I honestly don't view them as like, that's like his problem. Like, I think that the problem is like, I don't know, like being, uh, I don't know, just like mentally, well like being like having like peace having some sort of balance in your life um being happy with who you are and um you know 
feel like he's always kind of held like this victim mentality and then like he is runs to things to kind of like mask i feel like those those issues that he has yeah if that makes sense so from a parenting standpoint um you know i feel like i try really hard to be like present with my kids um certainly don't want them to have like a victim mentality about anything so i feel like i hold, try to hold them accountable and like have them on their stuff and like um and then try to do that like in my own life yeah so i guess we'll get to that we'll we'll get to that a little bit more when we talk about like your kids and stuff yeah. but high school yeah did you have a good high school what was that like for you i loved high school yeah i can't like you know high school was fun i feel like i had a good good group of friends too like it was it's funny like saying being from like a divorced family i had like other friends that also came from divorced families and like we just kind of messed up and they came from like good healthy families too if that even makes sense right they're divorced but they were like like the kind of best case scenario um so i had like a bunch of good friends um you know didn't really hang out with like the wild people in high school so it was just like good you know salt of the earth families um and high school was good you know i feel like we just it was like a bunch of your brothers running around uh playing sports uh it's like school was in general fun academically it was just like you know it seemed like a box that i was checking but you know not like super challenging but then just go in and get your work done and then you get to go play sports go play football and then wrestle um so i feel like i had a lot of great friends through those sports uh yeah love football love wrestling dave and i have that in common did you did you love wrestling or football more football was like my first love um my dad told me when he was younger that uh his high school coach told him that he if he kept his act together he could have been like a professional football player so i think my brother and i when we were younger we were like dude we can be like Let's you know, go to the NFL. The NFL. <laughs> and then, I mean, which I think is like really important because we we had this belief in our in our heads that like, okay, we can be above average. Maybe we could even be great, you know. And, and this I, was in the late nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah. This would have been started playing football probably like in eighty nine. <laughs> when you think about that. Um yeah, at age six, I started playing football. Um, yeah. So maybe eighty eight. I'm not very good at math, but um, so to listeners, numbers. you guys may think that just because Gulliver made the quarterfinals and he's a stud at the gym that he's 23 years old, but he's not. He's going to be 40 this year. 40 in November. So, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Let's go. Um, but And then, so you, what position did you play in football? Um, when I was younger, running back uh, and, and defensive back. And then as I got in high school, um, they put me in like outside linebacker and kind of like a slot receiver. Yeah. So, but yeah, you asked me about wrestling and football. So early on it was football. This is like what I'm going to do. And then in sixth grade, I started wrestling and got my ass beat a ton and uh, was questioning why I was even doing it. But it, like slowly I, I realized it was like, I feel like taking all these little weaknesses that I had emotionally. I feel like I was a super sensitive kid um, growing up, cried all the time. Um, and wrestling was a sport that like it exposed all of it like you know you go out every single to every single match i lost in middle school i cried like a baby afterwards because i was so angry about mm. being embarrassed or just losing and i think eventually 
just gutting through those first couple of years, you know, it's like, I started to see like it pay off and I started to kind of like gain control of like what's important versus what's not important. You know, like knowing if I did all the things to prepare and then like just being okay with whatever, whatever the results were. And I think that that's like where I was, you know, more mature at a younger age. And then eventually I grew to love wrestling much more than football because football, I'd be like, you know, I'm hustling out here. You know, you want everybody else to be on the same page, but wrestling was truly, you know, like a, it's my job. If I win, it's because of the work that I put in. And if I lost, it's because of my lack of preparation or execution or, you know, like just totally owning it. Um, I tell my kids this as they are um, playing all sorts of sports, including wrestling, but I'm like, there's not a better feeling in the world um, in a in a sense than like winning a wrestling match. And then there's also like not a worse feeling in the world in terms of like competition than like getting beat, beat while you're wearing like, you know, spandex singlet <laughs> and then front in the middle of everybody. Yeah, so, everybody's watching. Yeah. 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 yeah going with <clears throat> football and wrestling, the big difference I feel with both of those is when you play football, if you're fast especially when you're young, when you're fast and somewhat strong and you can catch a football, you'll do great in football. But with wrestling, there's a lot of technique. You have to know the moves. You have to have the underlying condition, like conditioning. Like you have to be able to keep wrestling. Um, But I feel the technique is the big thing. And I, cause you can wrestle someone and then they're like, I've wrestled for two years. Like I know all these moves more than you do. And I, I think there's absolutely that. Um, same time, like what I would say to anybody that's getting into the sport, and there's so many parallels. I feel like the sport of wrestling has taught me a lot about life. And so I, there's a lot of parallels that just, I think that I've been chewing on over the years. But like, if I'm ever coaching a kid, like let's just say Theo yeah. is up there and he's a goofball, right? And yeah. then suddenly we start teaching him some technique like I want to see the monster that was jumping around on the couch and jumping on his dad's back. Okay. Now we need to marry that with a little structure and technique, but I want you to execute that technique with like that monster energy. And like, that's the thing that like, I feel like when you start to see kids like blossom in the sport, it's like, can you like unleash that beast inside and technically execute at the same time? So for me, like having an older brother, 13 months older like we were like putting hands on each other like non-stop as kids so like it was just like i already knew how to get like my face rubbed in the carpet for 30 minutes straight while crying like i, I was already like a, a pro at that you know and then it's just like now we start to learn some technique and then you kind of like you know you can take a beating and then you start learning how to like get one so yeah i definitely i mean it didn't um it didn't help that I was way smaller than everybody else, but I played football in, in, in seventh and eighth grade. And then like one of the things that I love, I, I resonate when you said, uh, as you're, I like your, I like your blanket, by the way. I have a pink sheet on right the now. Powerpuff Girls? No, it's LOL Dolls. Oh, oh sorry. My bad. Yeah. Not what is to that? date with girls, LOL Dolls. Boys. <laughs> you know you are. Uh, I mean, the ability to fully control your own destiny and the ability to fully, like, it's such an honest <clears throat> sport yeah. about, hey, you know, there's nobody 
you know, like coaching the freshman wrestling team where they come in and say, oh, it's not a, I don't know how I'm three pounds heavier than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> like, yeah. did you have something to eat? Well, yeah. It's like, and that's probably what happened. You know, there's no, there's no, like, can't hide behind anybody else. You can't, you know, um, you can't blame it on anybody else. It's all within your control. A hundred percent. I mean, everything from, yeah, I think at a young age, like it helped me mature where it's, you know, you have to cut weight, which is like a black eye for the sport in some ways. But I, I look at it like I'm looking at my diet at a relatively young age, you know, like the idea of practicing as being like the only thing that you're going to do. Like you don't just practice once a day. Like you, you take it upon yourself to like get up early in the morning and run or like after practice or as football season's coming to an end, like I would be running around the track, like after football practice in preparation for the next season. So it was just like doing these little things um, daily, but then also like knowing, like I know exactly how much I weigh going to bed. I know how much I float overnight, meaning how much I lose overnight. And then I know exactly like how long it's going to take me to work out to lose like five, six, seven pounds. But then I also know that like, you know, at some point I could be running six miles and not sweating at all because I'm, I'm that drained, right? Like you start to know your body really well. And then in turn, I feel like you get to do um, your mind really well. So like you understand, like, I think how far you can go and like, like that little voice in your head that's like telling you to like stop is always louder than the voice that's like telling you to like keep going and so it's just like learning how to like turn the volume down on the other one and just kind of focus and like that's the dark place we talked about that with adam earlier he's just like i think you have he said something about like my reference going to the dark place it's like to me it's not a negative thing it's like a i feel like i know my mind well enough to um like really tune out the the distractions and like really focus on like that quiet voice that, that can help me like, you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. I have some questions for you about that. But before I ask you this question, I mean, you were good at wrestling. You, you, how many? He said he lost every single wrestling match. In yeah. middle school. In middle school. No, every match that I lost, I cried. No, I got... rewind it. You said <laughs> no, you I know. I was in, at middle school. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, in in you were a couple time state champion, right? Yeah, yeah. How many? How many did you win? I won two two state championships um, as an individual, and I was part of two team state championships um, as you know a team. So we had a. I was lucky in the sense that like there was like a growing um, powerhouse in high school. I was on the younger end, so I had all these older guys to look up to, um, which also mean. I got my butt kicked by older guys. Um, was your brother one of them? Yep. Yep. Actually, he started wrestling after me. He made fun of me for wrestling. Um, <laughs> but then he actually ended up becoming a good wrestler. Um, so, yeah. No, I got, you know, going to that real quick. Like, my sophomore year, um, we won the state championship as a team. And I was the only sophomore in the starting lineup. And... I remember the whole thing was like, just if you can make the state tournament, that was like going to be a really big accomplishment as a sophomore. Um, and I had a growth spurt that year. So I was wrestling 130. By Christmas time, I was like 147. Oh. And I was trying to drop the weight. And I successfully made weight, you know, every single time. But being like, you know, 16 years old, trying to do that, 
Um, again, you kind of got to go to a dark place and like dig deep and like figure out, you know, a way to make it happen. But I felt like in terms of accountability, our team, like our team needed me in that spot because we were chasing like a state championship and we thought it was going to be our year. Um, so we won it as a team. And then I qualified for the state tournament. Um, but you weigh in Friday night. And then if you, if you win your first match or first two matches, like then you go wrestle Saturday, which means you got to weigh in again Saturday. So I knew that I was already like probably 15 pounds, you know, by the end of the night, rehydrating water and all that stuff. Um, so I kind of just took that as a, you know, I'm, I'm not really going to give everything I have Friday night. I made it here. I made it this far. So like, just go out there, kind of give them a show. So I lost my first two matches out of the tournament. And that's when there's like a big light bulb that went off with me. My coach ripped me a new one. He was just like, you know, in my face. Cause he thought that there was more in me than like what I gave that night. And he was like, look me in the eyes and tell me that like you gave shit out there. And I, I think it was one of the first times where I felt like I was like lying to someone without lying to him. And I was just crying my eyes out. Um, and it was like after that, that like this light bulb that went off and I was like, you know, I'm coming for everybody next year. And, you know, like that's where it changed my work ethic, my belief in myself and, um, probably leadership, you know, accountability, all those things. It's not that I wasn't trying hard, but I felt like the little brother on the team that year. So, yeah, but yeah. And then the next two years, um, won it my junior year and then went undefeated my senior year. Um, and we actually bumped up divisions. So it was kind of like more competitive, um, senior year. So that's awesome. Yeah. So question is that, cause I know a little bit of your story and how that has, I mean, it, well, you mentioned that those, those, uh, the way that you trained your mind and the way that you've been able to learn your own self well enough has helped you in the CrossFit space, but, but as far as the workspace and, you know, being an adult and being a human, being able to use that and uh, hard work and, and discipline and move forward. Has there ever been a time where you've relied on that mindset and, and you it's it blown up is the wrong word, but you've, you came to see that like that that's not enough. Like that is, is that, has there ever been a time where that, that mindset has backfired. The mindset of like, like I'm going to go after this. Willing to... your way. Um, not really. <laughs> I wish I had something better <laughs> for you. I, I can say like, I mean, to, I guess pivot a little bit, like, um, and maybe you want to go in this direction, but like, there's always the question of you're from North Carolina. You live in Ohio. Like, how did you get here? I think that, you know, some of the persistence from wrestling and not that we have to, you know, hover over that, but like, you know, um, the story with Lindsay and I, like how we met is something that I felt like took a lot of, you know, you don't just will the relationship to happen, but like, I think some of like the perseverance um, aspect and the commitment to it. I mean, you could so, try, I don't know if it'll work, but you can try. Will the relationship to happen? Right. He did, he did though. Yeah. Tell the story. I was, I was trying to let Luke have a moment here and ask me a question. I know. Well, no. That is the, I, I like listening. <laughs> Luke's been texting me that he wants to hear more more wrestling. 
No, I want to. I, I want to hear about your life, and this is a great segue to talk about how you met Lindsay because I think it's hysterical and actually really. Did you meet Lindsay in college? No, I met her at uh, seventeen years old. Um, my parents scheduled a cruise for her chip that we mentioned before my stepdad and then my buddy dylan and i my brother was in college so he couldn't go on the cruise <clears throat> so i met Lindsay on a cruise at 17 years old she was uh also 17 but she was a senior in high school so this is my junior year this was her senior spring break with five girls total and five moms so the moms all took the daughters on this cruise and where was this cruise? Um, let's see. We went to Cos- Cozumel, Jamaica, and Grand Cayman Islands. Wow. Shout wow. out Carnival Cruise Lines. We've been trying to get a free cruise for years. <laughs> um, yeah. We met Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yes. Not a sponsor. Um, yeah. We met at the teen scene. There's a, like a dance floor for <laughs> like, teenagers. It's like you're not allowed to be above 17 in there. Oh. And so, yeah, there was all these uh, pretty girls dancing on the floor. And, then and you were the only one. Well, there was, no, I was the only pretty girl. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was legitimately these five girls from Ohio on like one dance floor. There's two dance floors. And then everybody else was over there because they were all good at dancing and everyone was like intimidated. And we met a few other buddies um, and it was like, I'm jumping in there. Let's just see what happens. And Lindsay actually turned down another dude that tried to go up and dance with her, and then she accepted my moves. You know, whoa! So, no, what what were these moves? (laughs) You'll have to, you know, put some music on. (laughs) No, I do like dancing. Um, Not great. Actually, play. Well, wait. (laughs) This this would have been in what twenty two thousand two thousand and one. Dude, you were doing the stanky leg, weren't you? I was doing something. <laughs> was stanky leg stanky something? Yeah. No. no, that was the cat daddy. I don't know what that is. What? Yeah, so we, no, it wasn't like, a, it, it was definitely a love at first sight type thing. Um, I, you know, I had a couple like very brief girlfriends in high school, but I genuinely was like a good old boy that liked hanging out with my buddies. Like again, innocent fun. The craziest stuff we would do was like jump off bridges into a lake or like build a treehouse at like seven. We, we built a three story treehouse when I was like 17. So, like, we weren't into like partying or anything like that. Like, you know, like we were just not distracted by girls. Like, that was like my core group of guys for the most part. Um, so, I was never like, oh, I have to have a girlfriend or like head over heels. Um, but I met Lindsay and like legitimately that night went back to our little um cruise hotel room and i told my buddy dylan i was like i'm gonna marry that girl one day and the whole week it's not like we said anything that we liked each other it was just like that flirting and then you know hanging out together and then as we were like leaving um i actually felt like i don't know like the deepest like i don't know it was like depression sadness it was like oh my god like i'm not gonna see this person again um Remember in Dumb and Dumber when he's like, I hate you, goodbye. <laughs> you, know, like that. you know how dumb that is? But like, that's legitimately, I was just like, oh my God, like I'm not going to like see her again. And we exchanged, this was right when instant messenger, like AOL yeah. instant messenger where you had to like 
dial up and get in and like <laughs> we exchange names. Governor three over here. Lindsay five eight was hers. And Say we Governor three. Governor. G U B N A. Okay. Some of the brothers on our uh uh North Carolina wrestling team, like wrestling team, call me the governor. <laughs> the, so, governor. the governor. The governor. governor. Uh, <laughs> so we exchanged those and then it was like this. You know, I think it was like after that that she saw the only thing I had in my uh, profile for Gunma 3 was like Philippians 413. And then like they were like, oh, my God, like he's got a Bible verse in his, you know, like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and this whole thing just snowballed into, um, you know, like I think I went up to Ohio to, with one of my best friends who whose parents weirdly were from like Reynoldsburg. So we went to a Buckeyes game. And I saw Lindsay like that uh, next fall. And then she came down after being in college for a year to visit me um, for my high school graduation. Now, we kept in touch, but it was like all old school phone cards. Mm. Okay. You had to buy like a little credit card type thing, mm -hmm. you know, put in like a million different digits. Um, yeah. And then you'd run out of time. But <laughs> yeah, my whole senior year in high school, you know, was fun in a sense. But like I was like this kid that was didn't want to date anybody because I was like holding out for the possibility of like Lindsay, you know? Um, and she was not there like fully committed yet. And I'm like, I don't even know what people do in college or I think I know what people do in college. And I, you know, you don't have like the constant communication that you do like these days. So it was definitely like um, tough in high school. And then by the time I got to college, you know, a couple different road trips here and there. We were like, you know, you want to make this thing work long distance. Where so, did she go to college? Where did you go? <coughs> you went to Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. And then I, my freshman year, wrestled at Gardner-Webb University. It's a small... Go Bulldogs, baby! Running Bulldogs. Woof! Yeah. <laughs> so I went there to wrestle my, my freshman year in college. And then we, um, that's when we started officially dating. And like... It was, I finally got a cell phone at that point. Yeah. No yeah. handouts from the, my mom, Gina. She was like, you want to, you want a phone? You got to pay for it. Shout out Get to body. Gina. <laughs> she bought it. Yeah. She bodied you. Yeah. You know, teaching, uh, you know, accountability and yeah. membership, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Then I, I transferred to East Carolina after that. I, same thing as my sophomore year. Last little thing about wrestling is I came, came in as a 157 pounder. That's the weight class. And then I, when I walked on campus, I was like 185 pounds. And I was constantly cutting from about 178, 180 to 157 all year. Um, did it for one year. Never miss weight. Uh, and then after that, I was like, I love this sport, but I'm going to get away from it for a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, I've gotten back into coaching. I still love the sport. But transferred to East Carolina. And then you stopped wrestling. Stopped wrestling. Um so then we were like, I don't know, 12 hours apart, Lindsay and I. By the way, every year I applied to schools in Ohio and got into every single one of them because I kept thinking I was going to like move up here <laughs> and be closer to her. Um, but, you know. Never pulled the trigger? I just didn't think it was wise. I just financially, it was like there's in-state tuition, there's out-of-state tuition. Like we're, we very much had like conversations early on. Like we both very much felt like this was like the – the you know path that we were going to go on like we felt like it was god's will and 
Um, it was also like really good for us. I feel like a lot of couples that I knew in college were like almost married before they were, you know, married. Like they were just too close. They didn't like have this independence to mature and like have, you know, like healthy relationships. Um, so like we very much had like separate friend groups, but then like we can merge them together. Um, like I don't feel like we were like codependent all through that. So I, I think it was actually like a really good um, maturity builder for us in preparation. Um, I will say there was one summer that we were like, okay, the plan is, is like after I graduate. So she graduated a year before me, but like, you know, after I graduate, if I'm going to move to Ohio, like we don't even know, like we haven't been around each other for more than like, you know, a long weekend, you know, other than the cruise. Like, do we really get along? You know, you, know, the cruise, just the, <laughs> you guys met. Yeah. yeah. The teen scene. The teen scene. Yeah. Um, it's like, do we get along for like longer than like 36 hours? You know, like, I don't know. Like, is that, is this going to work? So I actually moved up, lived in her parents' basement, worked at a factory in Newark, Ohio. And we hung out for the summer and like, you know, her parents were probably like, what are you doing? <laughs> but no, it, they were awesome. They were awesome and super supportive of the whole idea, surprisingly. So it's like, truly is like a fairy tale. Here we are. We're about to celebrate 16 years of marriage. Three kids. Um, used to have to tell that story all the time through college, as you can imagine. Because someone would be like, you got Who's a girlfriend in Ohio. And did she go to high school with you? No. <laughs> are you from Ohio? No. Like, and then you got to like, you just see them doing that. Met a cruise. <laughs> Teen scene. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah the stanky leg. It's my move. Stanky leg on the teen scene. Yeah. <laughs> Works every time. So you said she was she was graduating or she was a year before? Yeah. You? So I was a, when I met her. Uh when you moved to Newark. To I moved to I moved to Westerville, but I was working. I had to drive to Newark, Ohio every day. Oh. Um So her family is from Westerville? Yeah. That's how I'm here. Yeah. Whoa. The pieces. Yeah. Okay. I think these guys maybe knew that, so yeah, you're a little yeah. slower too, Char. So yeah, I am slow. <laughs> it happens, you know, mentally. So yeah, here we are. Here um, we are. <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> with the gauntlet. I didn't realize that was gonna make a noise. Um, For our listeners, Char's playing with Thanos's gauntlet. I sorry, I sorry. <laughs> um, I do want to dive deep a little bit in uh kind of like family stuff um tell us about your kids yeah i have uh three boys um 12 9 and 7 and they're a lot <laughs> so no it's like i'm obsessed with the fact that i have three boys um it's you know it's crazy to be able to see yourself and them it's crazy to be able to see your wife and them and like or even like grandparents, like these, I mean, it's just an incredible thing to like raise kids. Um, but it's also incredibly challenging, difficult, test your patience, you know, like you, you know, it's like you can read all the books you want. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, the hardest part about parenting is like being the bad guy and saying no and creating boundaries and parameters and, and those types of things. But 
all in all, it's like usually like, I mean, look at this basement down here. This like, you know, it's like my- This is not the basement. This is the studio. <laughs> the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. What about the studio? <laughs> we were in the other room over there. <laughs> no, but it's like a tornado. You know, it's like right. a- uh, yeah. Yeah, but then it's 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 incredible when you if you do sit back and you take a, a breather and you're just like, man, like I am, you know, not just me, but like my wife and I are like their everything. Like we're their compass. Like we're the the hmm. ones that like give them, you know, confidence. And you know, um, I don't know. It's it's pretty wild. It's pretty heavy. You know, when you start to sit down and like marinate on it what it is to be a dad when you talk about wrestling i think you shared a lot about how it was a huge learning and maturing experience for you what has been that for your kids like sorry what what i guess what i'm trying to say is what has been the biggest learning and maturing thing for you with having kids um well one just realizing how selfish i am I think that's a, the the first thing. And then now it's like, how do you be less selfish, more selfless, right? So that's I think the big hurdle in a sense is like, even from a parenting standpoint, like you can hear in the background something, one of the kids needs something, and I'm like, well, technically no one knows that I just heard that they need something. Maybe Lindsay <laughs> will take care of that, oh right? Gosh, that's so great. If I don't say anything, then somebody will have to get it for them. Yeah. I know. It sounds so terrible, right? <laughs> yeah, to admit that. I don't think it sounds that bad. Oh my god. I'm gosh. just saying it happens. <laughs> but I'm saying like the hurdle is it's just like Jeez. sucking it up and like getting off your butt and saying, All right, like what do you need? And then like but then you're also like reasoning with someone that like doesn't have the brain power to like, you know, reason with you. Like the, the maturity standpoint, right? Yeah. They, they just like don't get things. And I think, you know, one thing is like I think I swore that I would never like, you know, I feel like I'm childlike in a lot of ways, right? Until I'm around my kids and I'm like, I'm not childlike at all. Not like them. You know, like I, I can get there sometimes, but like I, I feel like I just, like the nonsense. Like you want to be able to joke with your kids, but then there's times where you're just like, I'm just done with it. Because you guys have been doing this like nonstop the whole. Give, know, give me day. an example. An example. I don't know. Like, it, like right before I left, like my seven-year-old was rollerblading around our house inside the house with a helmet on you know and it's just like big like you know i don't want to like mess with you know like he's just <laughs> slamming it and he doesn't know how to rollerblade it's just <laughs> it's just stomping on the ground and i'm just sitting there oh. like, like i want to be the dad that just comes in like oh dude look at you go you know that's not how i feel it's like after 10 minutes I'm like can you take those things off like seriously i'm gonna, like i can feel like my blood boiling over <laughs> Were you proud that he was wearing a helmet? Yeah, I mean, I'm proud. I'm, I, I look at him. By the way, for all the parents that have like a, you know, three to four year old, two to three year old, you know, that age where they're just kind of like, or even one year old, walking around, but you're scared because you don't want them to bump their head into a coffee table. Like our middle son got obsessed with wearing a helmet when he was like one and a half, two. And they enjoy it. Yes. Hmm. Almost every picture, he's wearing a helmet. We loved it. We loved it because we were like, he can like we don't have to like parent him as much now because if he falls, like he's gonna like yeah. hit the coffee table with the the bike helmet on. So wow. so yeah, I was proud that he was wearing a helmet. But so condition your kids to wear a helmet when they're one. Yeah, 
Yeah, he also wore socks on his hands nonstop. Oh, so well. there are these things, right? When they're weird. <laughs> the things I'm most proud about is like when they're being like weird because I just don't want them to be like normal, like square, you know, like Spurs. I like that they're unique and funky and, you know. Um, yeah. Do they have this? You said that you and your brother like put hands on each other all the time. Uh, um, yeah. Are they always. Oh. <gasps> We we have to pause that question to sign into uh, a CrossFit class. Audience, we'll be back. <laughs> People are going to hate me. <laughs> Is it GIF or GIF? It's definitely GIF. I thought it was GIF. I hear, yeah, I hear all the differences. I think there's a GIF is a it's peanut butter. Oh, there's a do- silent W? Yes. No, no, there's a hyphen. You <laughs> there is a hyphen. <laughs> we are back. Uh, David, the question that you were going to ask, I totally forgot what it was. I forget what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Yeah, about? you were asking about my kids laying hands on each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, do they? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop. And believe it or not, it's actually my oldest in my uh, my 12-year-old and my 7-year-old. They yeah. Just, they're so alike, but they they fight the most. Um, but yeah. We had a soccer tournament this last weekend, and it was me and Theo and John that went like to wherever. And we came back, and I'm like, I didn't get any sleep. Like, we had like four games. It was freezing cold. I'm like, I'm, like, ready to fall asleep, like, as soon as I walk in the door. And for 45 minutes, they chased each other around with an empty Gatorade bottle and beat each other with it and laughed. Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> I think Theo actually peed his pants because he laughed so hard. <laughs> he, like, which is not an abnormal thing. So I like just spotted or, like, full out, like... You know, so, full out like puddles. Wow. Like, yeah. Sure. Like oh. every now and then, like Meg and I will be like, oh my gosh, it'd be great. They're all kind of laughing over there. We'll let it be. And we'll start talking and like have adult conversations and just, which is meaning like talking in complete sentences. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it's like, oh, how was your day? What did you do today? And then we'll like, call up be like, ah, he'll pee his pants. And it's on the car. We had to clean the carpet. We got to like, they say, well, they made me laugh. Mm-hmm. He has control over that, right? Laughing or peeing? Yes. I don't know. Both. He's a he's a wonderful human being. When's the last time you peed your pants? Yeah, that's a great question. No, like first grade, probably. I don't know. Really? Really? I don't know. Never had like a little accident? No. Why would I have a little accident? I'm just curious. You look, look like someone who would have like, I look like someone who would have an accident. <laughs> oh like my that. gosh. When's the last time you pooped your pants? That's what I'm I'm putting them in the same category. Pooping has to be more frequent than peeing. I feel like I don't even remember the last time I sharted. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I don't really keep track of those things. Justin, it's very rare. It sounds like you've had, honestly, a really, I, you know, looking at it, a really fun, you know, high school career, college, this fun romantic, you know, maybe fun's not the right word, you know, because probably there's a lot of hard seasons of like, Gosh, what am I going to do with this relationship? But I kind of want to know what what's been the hardest season of your life. Um, I feel like the pandemic has been like challenging in some ways, but that's I mean I feel like maybe everybody feels like there's you know, uh, it could be your hardest season. That's fine. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm not saying this to sound like oh I don't have hard seasons. I just I think that based on like what I was telling you before, like I feel like I usually have like a pretty even keel like perspective on like what's hard and then like just you kind of like gotta fight through situations and then you know you're not always like 
um, you know, in a battle in a sense. But I feel like during the pandemic, it's like we were homeschooling. We eventually homeschooled our kids. Like I felt like, you know, you see strain on the world. You see strain on friendships and relationships as everyone's kind of viewing things differently. And I hate to have this as like a cliche answer, but I feel like it's, it was a lot like all, all at once. And I'm like, usually so laid back. Like I don't have like Luke and I've talked about this, like anxiety, like things like that. Like I don't really like understand them in a sense. Um, my wife's dealt with some anxiety. So that's kind of like the extent of my understanding of that. But I feel like there's a heightened anxiety there. Right. Then there's like friend groups that, have heightened anxiety and then I'm over here like you know can't we just keep moving along like mm-hmm. I guess not that worried about everything um and then I think like 2021 comes around it's going to be a great year my wife goes out for a run and like slips on ice and breaks her arm oh, compound fracture right. like the bone came through got oh. surgery and then wait 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 so, so tell <laughs> us about that like did she make it home? Like, how far away was she? She was a mile away. So did she, like, call and, like, hey, you She called, up? and um, thank God my kids were with my in-laws that night. Like, they had the kids overnight. And so, like, Lens was like, hey, I'm going to go out on a run. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, she's like, do you want to go? I'm like, no, I do CrossFit now. I legitimately just, like, I'm just going to chill. Like, we don't have the kids this morning. Yeah. Um. So she went out on a run, and she called me. You know, nine minutes later, I'm guessing that's a mile, right? For her, yeah. um, maybe less. Don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, did you just body your wife? She's gonna roast me. Yeah, she it was, was seven thirty-three. Yeah. Seven minutes and thirty-three seconds later, <laughs> she called me uh, crying and said that she, you know, she slipped on like some black ice, and um, oh. she's like, "I think my arm's broken." And I was like, "What?" Your arm's not broken. Because I'm like, I just never believe. I'm just, I think I usually I'm like really optimistic and I'm like, delusional. You know. We deal with it a lot in here. And when then, she yeah. said that, like, was her, you said the bone was coming out? The bone of her popped heart. out. And then when she landed, it jolted it back in. But she had to get stitches where the bone popped out. Like, after, you could tell, like, where it came out. And then it jolted it back in. So, a little graphic for all the listeners. Well, she, but, so she actually ripped the skin. Yeah. 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 Well, but he said, okay, man. That's great. So, I mean, it sucks. You think that's, that's great? Cool. You're like, cool, <laughs> sicko. Medical <laughs> healthcare workers. I'm not saying what I'd like to happen. Just to me, so I, I, like, I, cool. I was driving like 70 miles an hour down my, you know, it's like, in your neighborhood where the black ice. No, once I realized it was like, no, it was like on like a cart path. So like, there's just oh, like where oh. water runs off like the golf course there. Like it, it, it's still there. Like if you went out there this morning, I guarantee there was there would be like black ice. It's like that same spot. So, yeah, some guy uh, fortunately stopped and, like, waited for me to come. And then she couldn't even get up because it was, like, so painful. And then I'm like, okay, just go. And then she was, I mean, it was brutal. So got her in the car. We went to the Ohio Health on um, Africa Road. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, here we go. We're going to, you're just, like, all emergency mode. And And this is January 2021. So I'm kind of, like, over COVID at this point. I'm like... My wife has a broken arm and they're like, excuse me, sir. They stopped. They wouldn't let, you know, me go back there. And I'm like, she's freaking out. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll go to Tim Hortons. <laughs> I'm in line with cars behind me and, you know, in front of me. And then like they, she calls and she's like, they're going to let you come back. 
Um, and I'm like, I'm like honking my horn and trying to get out of traffic in the drive through. I go back and she had like this Lululemon um, hoodie on. And, you know, the way she tells the story is they were just like, hey, we need you to take that off. And they didn't understand like how broken her arm was. Right. They just thought it was they don't know what they're getting into until they like. Yeah. So they cut it off. And her arm, like I have a picture of it, looked like mine. And the guy, the doctor, who's a younger doctor, and um, he goes, dude, I once we cut the sleeve off, your wife, he's like, I just thought she was like a CrossFitter and she was jacked. Those were his words. I'm not trying to plug CrossFit there, but like he's like, I thought she was like one of those jacked CrossFit girls because her arm, she had like a bicep and a you know, big tricep. And then they cut off the other sleeve to put like the IVs in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a pencil. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when they were like, yeah, she, you know, she's going to need some surgery. And so we went down to Grant and uh, that was a hell of a start to 2021. So just, I mean, yeah, I feel like just the pandemic in general. Um, I mean, I think we've gotten through it all. But to me, it was just like, I don't know, the world just seemed like it turned upside down and like everyone doesn't know how to talk to anybody anymore in, in some ways. Um, but then that's where I'm like grateful for this community because it's like, you know, uh, CFP kept plugging along and like you still had like those, you know, coworkers when you weren't seeing your coworkers. So I felt like I'm grateful for uh, this group for sure. So, yeah. couple questions before we transition into the pet peeve section if you so as a dad for your kids if you're looking at like one when you're saying man i would i could die a happy man if like they were able to uh be this or achieve this or find this or know this or whatever what is it that you like man this is my deepest hope for my kids and it could be different for each one yeah um that's a that's a good question i think it evolves as you you know there's an idea of having kids and then there's having kids and then then they grow and then like you see different personalities and like you have different maybe hopes and dreams but i will say that you know like we named my oldest son ezekiel um and you know as a prophet in the old testament that did some pretty gnarly things um, that, I mean, that was part of why we named him Zeke or Ezekiel is like dude laid on the side for years just to like pro basically protest in a sense and like, kind of like send this message out to the people that like, Hey, you're, um, kind of going in the wrong direction, right? Like you're not being obedient to God. Um, looking at like the scriptures there, uh, what I think triggered us to like name our son that was like, to me, I'm like, if I can have kids, they're like willing to like go against the grain and like not settle for like just the flow of society, like put their foot in the ground on like something they believe in. Like, that's what I would like. Like, I just want them to be like, you know, confident, um, caring and, you know, have some balls to stand up to, things they believe in so yeah why not um what do you do for work (laughs) uh besides being a dad 
I work for a technology research. That's, that's what his job was, being the dad. I'm a stay-at-home dad. No, I'm not. <laughs> I do stay at home all day, and I am a dad. Um, no, I work for a technology research and advisory consulting company. So we basically help organizations make you know wise technology investments, help them like shift their culture to be more accepting of utilization of technology, which is it's touching everything now um, these days. So yeah, that's what we do is we sit on calls with you know really like the C-level technology executives and help them figure out how to like ensure what they're doing is benefiting the business. So yeah. Those are my questions. I do have a question that it, it might be a weird one. When you are, you, you said something about like the dark space. Um, I always imagine my dark place. Um, I always imagine it as like, I'm walking up to a little, little door. And in this little door, there's like the, you know, the little slide thing where you can only see the eyeballs. Yeah. You like, you knock on the door and it's like, there's a person that opens it up and they're like, who is it? You know? And it's like, they're like, it's me. And they're like, what are you doing here? You know, this is the dark place. It's like, I'm trying to come in. It's like, you sure? It's like, yeah. And then he like opens the door and then you like walk in it and you're like, oh gosh, I'm entering the dark place. You can kind of see some of the moments in your life where you've entered dark spaces and you kind of relive it. That's what goes on in my head, my delusional That's head. That's a journey. Usually yeah, I'm in the first 45 seconds of a workout and I think, oh balls, I'm in the dark place. I should not be here. That's usually what happens to me. I love how it's like very narrative. Like there's a story. That's my narrative. It's Does like it happen every time. Like when's the last time you went to the dark place? Um, I don't know. I, I, that's the thing. That's like, sometimes it's like you knock on the dark place door, right? The dude goes, hello, you know? And you're like, it's like, you want to come in? He's like, yeah. And then uh, you walk in <clears throat> and you experience the dark place, right? It, it, it's not all at once. It's not like it hurts all at once. It's like a slow build, right? It's like, oh, this sucks. Oh, these are the hardships I've went through. Now you're opening like a new... <clears throat> you're really getting to the thick of it, right? Mm -hmm. And any time you can kind of back out. So mm -hmm. you use the terminology where it's like, you have to tune out the, the volume. Mm -hmm. One speaks louder than the other. Mm -hmm. The one that says, hey, you don't want to do this. This sucks. I want to stop. How do you really focus in on the quiet, dark voice? You just get to know, you know. You get to know it, and then you get to know that it's, you know, hopefully it's never led you astray. And I'm not saying, I mean, I think it's your inner voice, right, that's, like, saying, like, you can you can do more. Um, I don't know. I think, like, when I was in, a senior in, in college, I was like, hey, I'm going to run a marathon. And I started training for it, and it was... Was this when you were 205? No, that was, like, before CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is when I was like pretty trimmed down. I mean, I was like playing 165 because I was running, you know, I, you know, I think it was like up to 22 miles was the most I ran before the actual marathon. But this is, I didn't have like an, you know, an iPod, um, any music. And I legitimately would run like at a 650 clip for like 21 miles, breathing to a <coughs> voice in my head that said, I feel good. I feel great. For the whole time, like I feel good, I feel great, I feel good, I feel great, and like that's the like you. It's kind of like talking to yourself while you're doing 
you know, training. Um, so I don't know if it's just convincing yourself that you can go further. And then like, of course, as you get into like, you know, mile 18, you're like that voice of like, you don't feel good. You don't feel great. Like, why don't yeah. you sit your ass down and like take a break? <laughs> you know, like, and then that's where it's just like, nope, like you kind of push through. And then like you, I think once you get used to pushing through the lies that tell you that you, you ought to sit down, you ought to like try less, you know, um, that's probably good enough for today. There's a fine line for sure. But mm-hmm. I think that you just learn how to like, it's like any habit that you're creating or trying to like stop. It's just like a, um, you know, knowing those, that voice, I think. So the ADHDs and all that, all bad. Yeah. All the voices in your head. <laughs> no, I'm just saying ADHD has its benefits. Yeah. 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 It's great. Landed me my wife. Just thought I was <laughs> a little loony at first. I've calmed down a little bit over the years. You have? I mean, I get You're it out through exercise. I have to like exercise. I have to like, you know, put myself to like some sort of like strain to yeah. have like a sit down. If you weren't doing CrossFit at eight o'clock, you know, who's coaching normally eight o'clock? Is it Luke? Luke or Alex? Yeah. If you weren't doing CrossFit at eight a.m., what what would you be doing? Working. <laughs> no, like other other fitness thing, you know. Eh, I don't know, honestly. I I I see people do CrossFit and they transition out. Like it's not gotten old to me because it's the community and it's someone else writing a workout for me that you know I wouldn't be doing. Like I'm not going to go in and do squats at like Valley Fitness or whatever. You know, like CrossFit got me doing stuff like that. Um, we talked about this earlier. Maybe like jujitsu or like. Uh, um, for a while I went to like an MMA gym. Like I like, but those are hard things that I feel like really challenge the, the mindset thing, you know, like it challenges your mind um, and your body at the same time. So yeah, maybe there's something else out there that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Holler at me if you got something else. <laughs> pick, a wall. Pick, pick a wall. Nah, that's not. Um, <laughs> that's whoa, fun. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nice. When when you're getting spanked by me in pickleball, you're gonna be going through the pain cave. I should quit. Shar's an absolute beast. Is this true? Yes. Is he that good? No, yeah. he's not. I know Luke's pretty good. I've got the pickleball in my blood. I'm Malaysian, man. Oh. Don't play games. Usually when when Shar walks up to the door and knocks on it, and that little guy opens up the slot and says you going to come in? He looks down and sees the pickleball racket and says, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's pain cave time. Yeah, That's right. why pickleball with me. Pickleball pain cave. I did have a question for you because we were talking about this earlier today. Love languages. Oh. It's something that we're, I'm, it's a theme that I'm bringing up in every podcast. Yeah. But. Physical touch, 100%. But only. I'm the initiator of the physical touch. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. Yeah, Luke's tried to hug me like six times in the past like two weeks. And I'm like, bro, it's 8 a.m. I'm just trying to, I'm I'm dealing with the voices in my head telling me to go home. not go to the pain cave. And here I am. And then I'm, I don't that's, need the, uh, kind of, I guess I don't need the love. Exaggerating, that's exaggerating. Ooh. It's not been six times. What a five. Any grand member. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's a three. Three? For no, sure. No. No. I was a five and then like a eight and then <laughs> I don't believe you like stuff. Luke. I'm like everything. I what's know. your what's your um 
I don't know. Don't Mars ask me. Mars Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. ABCD. The, star, the stars in the sky. What I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio. What, what, what am I trying to say? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, the Zodiac. Yeah, what's your Zodiac sign? What's your sign? <laughs> You're Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you're I'm always, Scorpio. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, I'm complex when someone's like, "Oh my God, you're a Scorpio!" You, you like, and they know all these things about you, and I'm like, "No, <laughs> exactly." <laughs> they, I mean, they believe it. Yeah, you know? oh, I know. It's intense. <clears throat> that was gonna be my pet peeve on one episode. This is zodiac. Signs. The zodiac signs. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a not the signs themselves, but like people being like so adamant. Yeah. For like believing in. Make believe. So we're gonna do a. Uh, we're doing a new segment tonight. Instead oh. of uh, pushing peeves, it's gonna be people pleasers. So what makes you really, really happy? Luke, go ahead. What's making you happy this week? Um, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I just did this. We're also I not doing that. that. <laughs> FYI, David, can you tell us about you? You know, you talked about this goose situation last week. Previously, on the last episode oh, of the Get Body Podcast. I went freaking nuts on geese because they're stupid and they migrate and they can fly, but they choose to walk and honk and pee and poop all up in your way. But Dave, you experienced a goose encounter recently. Um, there's a bunch of geese in the parking lot of my workplace. And I thought it'd be funny if I went over and like filmed it and was like, like, ha, ah, geese are stupid. Then we got close. I, I got close. I was only just me. And they started like turn around, like hissing at me. Yeah. And I got like a like I got low key terrified. Like, and I think I'm scared of geese. You're you're not wrong. One, <laughs> I saw in the parking lot of Maxtown. This was like a year ago. One goose beating the shit out of another goose, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was like you know something you would see on like animal planet but like you would think it would be like an alligator and you know tearing up deer this thing i felt bad for the I mean, he was angry i mean he was like the other one was like wounded and he was pecking at him i yesterday i was gonna ask i was scared i was not getting in the middle of that i was gonna ask if it was a pecking or like the giraffe neck situation you know? i think he was like dragging it and then it was pecking at it and the other one was like definitely wounded i walked my dog yesterday so that was a year ago and he's like you know, almost two, really curious. And he was looking at these geese and I was like, brother, you better <laughs> walk along. They're not our friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like it's, it's like that deep rooted animalistic self where I'm like, Hey, it, I either, I like the, the kind version of it is like, I just start screaming like a child and running like, you know, like every now and then a dog will catch me off guard and I'm like, ah, like I'm, I can make fun of for a couple of weeks because I'm scared. Like I guess I'm scared of dogs, but I don't know. But the other part of me is like that deeper. Like, no, I will. I will cut you. Like, I'm gonna break. <laughs> like, somebody's gonna get a like that. That like, hey, we're not fighting. Like two boys in the back schoolyard, like punching each other. We're like going for the throat. Like I'm gonna like trying to kill a goose. I feel like if a goose would come after me. I either run away screaming like a little girl or like, it's just like this emotion. fight or flight. Like I got me in the yeah. feels like, and I'm filming a funny video about these geese. And then I realized, I thought, man, I feel like it would, I don't know. I just, I just don't like audience. You were, you were narrating it like David Attenborough. So it's kind of nice, but then you got scared and ran away. Yeah. Then I got, I, you did. I stopped the video before you felt the terror. In my, oh, in my oh heart. Okay. So then I kind of like, I was like, wow, I'm way too close to these geese. Audience. The geese have been listening to the podcast. 
they know our plan. <laughs> we have to rebel. Then I also we have to like, be careful when we leave tonight. <laughs> yeah, I feel like like messing with geese is probably not a good thing. No, like yeah. So that's that's my part of the pet peeve. You I know what? I'm really sure it's a pet peeve, but yeah, we probably shouldn't talk about geese anymore. I they've taken up enough real estate on the podcast. All right. All right. What's uh? What's pushing you? Who's are you going? For so this has been a very long-standing peeve of mine. Um, ever since I've been a child, I was a child. Okay. <laughs> I was a child. Um, <clears throat> there have been a lot of things that I've grown to like, like things I used to dislike, things I used to hate, and I've been able to change my mind about. Example, mushrooms. I did not like, I hated mushrooms. Okay. And now I can tolerate mushrooms. Okay. I'm eating mushrooms. <laughs> the you on? No, not the not face. the trippy ones. Not the psychedelic ones. Just just the ones that you eat. Justin's face oh, is serious. just like <laughs> very very passionate. <laughs> but there's one thing. There's one thing from like being young where I has not improved at all, and I think a lot of people can relate with this. Olives. I like I olives. Hate olives so much. All of them. Black, green, on all pizza. All of the olives. My mom loves them. She used to put them on everything and I would pick them out every single time. You don't like a little fine topping on olives. They taste like somebody like shit in a boot. <laughs> yeah. You've had shit in a boot before? No, it's like here's There's a metaphor. Let me make a case for olives. Okay. No. <laughs> Let Stop. me make a case for all. You may not. They're like vinegary. They add a no. punch. No. You know, they complement things really well. No. So, like, for no, example, they don't. put it on cheese. They don't. It helps cut through some of the, the cheesiness and bring some acidity. Why would you want to do that to cheese? Just an They're just disgusting. They make me want to vomit. Well, I just think. Sorry, olives. I've tried my best. No, I. That, th- they're the only food besides Vegemite. But that doesn't count. They're the only food. <laughs> Vegemite? They eat in Australia. It's disgusting. Those Kiwis. No. <laughs> Aussies. <laughs> but they're the only food that I, I still have, like, I hate. What? <laughs> it's just the whole thing. What? I don't understand. I once was a child. <laughs> and then I grew. That's not Let me what happened. an example of how oh it's gosh. not. And wow. now this pet peeve well, the greatest. You know what? I think some of our listeners will resonate with me. And I'm sorry. Olives. I'm sorry that you guys do not. I can eat olives by the cart. That is disgusting. Oh my gosh. Justin, oh do my you gosh. have pet peeves? Um, Other than um, rollerblades in the house. That's not the pet peeve. It's just noise in general. That's not coming from me. Um, <laughs> Interesting you know. qualifier. Yeah. No, I definitely have pet peeves. Um, I think that they've already been hit on this show, though. Uh, one of you know, one of them is definitely I don't like listening to people eat food or gulp down like liquids. Yeah. So true. like my brother used to like in the morning would eat cereal, <laughs> and then oh, I would I hear him gulp. Either. I would hear him gulp <laughs> the milk down afterwards, and I thought I was capable of murder. <laughs> <laughs> Like I would grip my teeth over yes, the way is smiling right now. That that noise, you know. Yeah. Like, so that's a pet peeve. Um, 
candy corn, pet peeve. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, yeah, look, that was here, pet peeve. Yeah. Candy corn. I will say they look very festive. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. I think other ones, people that don't put their blinker on. Little things. I mean, I feel like you guys have hit, hit on some of these things before. Um, I'd still say, and we were texting, but I was like, I think my biggest pet peeve is like negativity. Overly negative mm-hmm. victim mentality. Now, again, people can have moments, <laughs> <laughs> but it can't be all the time. And like, that's where I'm just like, I got to like be around like uplifting citizens. Luke. <laughs> Luke got voted. He he admitted this tonight. You know, like this is not David. True. David was voted um, um, best, best all, all around. Best all you got around. senior superlatives, right? Yeah. Were um, you voted anything? I was I was the runner up to best facial hair when I was a junior. I you know what? One of the things it doesn't peeve me, but I'm actually Char's jawline is incredible, and you got nice facial hair. So I am actually backing you up. Hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, I would so, for you. Yeah, I would have for sure. But I was a junior. So hold on, it was it was second runner up. I was a runner up for best facial hair as a junior because I had mutton chops and a just a thick mustache. Okay, and I thought it was hilarious. Holy cow! When you were a junior, you weren't even. I mean, you were like really should have been a sophomore. Yeah, I was like fifteen. You know that photo of me with the mustache? That's me. Yeah. You probably. (laughs) Yeah, we. Yeah. (laughs) So I was going to. Yeah, I. voted most athletic and then luke was voted most likely to be bothered Did we agree on this earlier? <laughs> yes that's probably an accurate statement get bodied yes get bothered, get bothered. <laughs> this is the get bothered podcast what does that have to do with anything i'm just saying uh <laughs> well you they were all looking at you when i was talking about people that are negative and he was looking at you, and you were looking at him. No, I pointed at me. You were pointing, yeah. But the thing is, is Luke, you actually don't bother me. So wow. you, you, that's like the nicest thing you've ever yeah. said to me. <laughs> but I, I view you as a challenge every every morning that I see you. Depending on the mood that you're in, I, I like to be able to like spice things up and uh, try to make you laugh. Usually with a swear word or two. <laughs> Usually gets them going. Oh, yeah. You do good yeah. that. I just look at Luke with a smile, and he like kind of hates it, but then also just kind of loves it. And then I just go over and give him a hug. And then you like it. You might like that. Yeah. And then you kiss me on the head. Stop doing that. Yeah, sometimes I kiss you on the head. These tips need to be customized to the person. I have done that before where I'm (laughs) like, like, hey, channel your inner shard. I'm like, oh, look at Luke. He's so cute. Stop it. Yeah, that's not a perfect. See, I would say something like, who who pissed in your cornflakes today? And I would start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, I like that. Yeah. That's helpful to me. See? I like the the negativity one. That was a good one. That's a good add to yeah. the pet peeves list. Yeah. Do do we have anything else before we go to the, the two men drill? Oh lord. This is like the easiest part. All right. Not good at answering questions. Off the cuff. I'm kidding. Let's go. Okay. Three, two, four, three, two, five. Favorite thing about Lindsay? Uh her sense of humor. Would you rather die in an avalanche or tornado? Tornado. Hmm. Um, wheels or doors? Which one is more of the world? Um, doors. Name me your favorite CrossFit workout. Build it out. Mm, 
something that has to do with the bar, whether it's muscle ups, pull ups, you know, toes to bar, deadlifts, and then I would probably say like the handstand push ups, something like that. If you went to witness protection, what would your new name be that you pick out for yourself? Great, great question. Roman Bravo Young. Gumna. He's, a, he's a wrestler. All right. Uh, Gumna. Cool name. Gumna. Biggest, biggest Gumna. fear. Biggest fear. Um, that's good. I don't, uh, biggest fear. Let's say not, not, uh, not seeing my kids, you know, get married and happy one day. Mm. I don't know. I want to see that. Yeah. What is your death row meal? Oh, uh, steak and mashed potatoes. Dude, you just said that. Let's what go. made you that? Mustard or ketchup? Uh, mustard. Good call. Uh, billboard. The whole world can see what's on it. Um. Uh, executing chaos. Favorite quality of God. Um. Mercy. Least favorite color. Uh. White. Vacation <laughs> in hot or like the beach or or the mountains. Beach. Favorite thing to do with your kids. Um. I like when we actually watch like a show, like The Flash. <laughs> we, I just like when we're all together doing something fun like that. Superpower of choice. Flying. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Flying. That's so interesting. I would have picked you as like a uh, super strength kind of guy. I already have that. Oh, ah, get body. Get body. <laughs> that was that was a good body moment. <laughs> all not sure, baby's all sad. I'm sad. Justin, thanks for hopping on the podcast with us, man. Yeah, um, this is fun. I feel like very encouraged. Um, there's a part of me that I really love to listen to people that have such a high, like, I, I wouldn't say the word like standard, but you have a high drive of wanting to like be better or like develop and to grow and to not be afraid to like endure hardship. Like, I feel like that, I don't know that that's very contagious and very encouraging. So I feel like tomorrow morning I need to go take three scoops of pre-workout and just freaking smash the gym. Um, but then again, I'm cutting weight, so. <laughs> are you, you are? Yeah, I'm trying to cut, so. I can help you with that. By the way, don't take pre-workout. <laughs> really? Why? I don't know. I don't do any of that stuff. You you don't recommend pre-workout? I don't know. I just, I tried it once and it made me feel like I was going to have a heart attack. And I was like, I think I already have the pre-workout built, like, you know. Yeah, I don't need more of it. <laughs> There's here's, just, my, here's my th- feeling on pre-workout. There are like probably two people in the gym who are at a level where pre-workout is like appropriate. <laughs> Actually helping them. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody else, you're wasting your money. I don't know, man. I feel like. Unless you're 5 a.m. Like maybe 5 a.m. Yeah. Like I wake up and I'm like, holy terrible. balls, this sucks. And then I'm like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. But like, guys, stop. <laughs> it doesn't make you better. Okay. I guess I won't That's my thoughts on it. And it makes the bathrooms dirtier. And yeah. Hey, I will say I Ugh. I used to be a pooper at the gym. 
I recently have tried to stop pooping at the gym. <laughs> Thank you. My goal has been more to be more intentional at my pre-gym uh, poop. So when I wake up and take a poopy, this is too much info. Guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta cut this off. <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, season two finale. We'll see you guys. I don't know. Check the podcast. Yeah. Check the Instagram. Next season. Bye.